BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six PM. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mention from one teammate, TPC Scottsdale. We just talked to Matt Brown at the brand new DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, uh, Jason Robbins, Stacey McCollum, Len Mead, Bill A.D., Brian Musburger, Michelle Musburger. You know, I think you guys might be onto something. I think this gambling thing might work out. We're building brand new books all over the country, including in Scottsdale. Josh Applebaum joins now, our teammate, and he goes to the original DraftKings headquarters there in the studios in Massachusetts. We've got beautiful studios there, building a studio in Las Vegas. So big things for VSIN and DraftKings. Josh Applebaum. Applebaum, our VEASAN betting analyst, morning bets and market insights, two podcasts daily at Josh underscore insights. I always like to mention author, the everything guide to sports betting. You can go check it out. Just order it. Amazon, the holidays coming up and a very special start as we say hi to Josh. It's a big day in the Applebaum household because I don't know if the league starts tonight, but we've got a little co-ed softball with you and the lovely Elise going. That's exactly right, Patrick. Patrick, Dustin, Amal, great to be with you. And yeah, Patrick joined a softball league in uh, in Cambridge, Mass. So under the lights, big game tonight at eight o'clock. I'm gonna have to find a way to bring my iPad, put it in the dugout, and watch this Thursday night football game. But it's a lot of fun. There's some people who take it very seriously, Patrick. There's some people who don't take it that seriously. Uh, but it'll be our uh, our first game of the new season. I'm pretty excited. I got my eye black. I got my sunflower <laughs> seeds. Let's get after it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So how'd you guys decide to wind up in the softball league? I know we'll get to the games in a second, but how'd you guys decide? I love the fact that it's a co-ed league. Yeah, I'm all, you know, it's funny. We were at a, um, we're at a beer garden in, uh, in Somerville about a month ago and this co-ed softball league, like I played baseball growing up and I've always wanted to get back into it, but I never really had the connection. And then this league that my, uh, my wife got, uh, actually asked to join. They're like, Oh, we have way too many guys. We need girls can Elise play. And then like, okay, sure. And then a couple guys bounced out. I had a decent debut. They said, you can keep coming back. So uh, that's how I made my way. I'm all, I got to keep performing. And so I don't get cut. <laughs> there it is. Well, good luck to you and the great Elise tonight. Softball. I could just see Josh with the cell phone and the Jag saints trying to watch the game and stream the game and live bet while also hitting dingers. All right, <laughs> let's get into it. So again, Josh, maybe we can start with the opener. I've got, you know, the Jags open at a point and a half, and then all the questions started coming down about the quarterback and Lawrence. Uh, our, our board that you and I share is still showing TBD, but it looks like Lawrence is going to give it a go. New Orleans is laying two, and you got a total of 40 and a half. I'll just kind of let you set it up from your perspective here. Yeah, Patrick, a lot of different factors at play here. So number one, you nailed that. You know, this was around a pick em opener. Some shops were Jags minus one short favor with the Jags. And immediately upon the news that Trevor Lawrence was nursing a knee injury, we saw a big adjustment there toward the Saints. Saints flipped all the way at one point to a three point favorite. Then this morning when I was getting ready to do morning bets, I noticed this line got all the way down to one. So it's like, okay, 
Lawrence wasn't expect or Lawrence was in doubt at one point. The fact that it got to one, that's telling me, okay, he's going to play. So still undecided. It looks like he is going to give it a go here, Patrick. Obviously we want, you know, uh, you know, concrete confirmation on that, whether you're going to play this game or not, you need to know whether or not Lawrence is playing, but even if he is going to play, this line keeps going to the Saints, Patrick. That's that's what's notable to me. The fact that even though Lawrence is expected to go, we saw the move from this morning, minus one Saints up to minus two, even some shops two and a half. Uh, that's notable also because the public is all over the Jags tonight. Jags are getting across the board about 60% of bets. That makes them a trendy dog, which uh, again, doesn't it seem too easy, too good to be true? Like New Orleans has lost three of four. Jags have won three straight. Lawrence is playing yet. This line continues to creep up in favor of the Saints. So it tells me a little smart money here might be fading the trendy dog, backing New Orleans at home. And this has kind of been a weird year in the NFL where on the one hand, these chalk favorites have done pretty good. They're against the spread this year. Favorites in general, 48 and 42 against the spread, 53%. Doesn't seem that great. But if you look at the last five to 10 years, usually dogs are 53% ATS. So uh, Thursday Night Football home favorites, they're 55% ATS since 2005. We have a big contrast in styles here where obviously the Jags, as long as Lawrence is good to go, have the better offense, 24 points a game versus 18 points a game. New Orleans, though, has the better defense, only giving up 16 points a game versus 20 for the Jags. So with Lawrence's status in question, looks like it is a sharp play to the Saints, Patrick. I'd lean Saints a bit, but my play here is, I'm going to go down swinging with the under tonight. Uh, the under, I'm sure it's all over Twitter. Everyone knows it by now, but the Saints are 15 and one to the under their last 16 games. They're six and zero to the under this year. This total open around 42. At one point, it got down to like 39 and a half. It was sitting 40 much of the day. It has ticked up a little bit up to 40 and a half. But if you're looking to play the under, that hook is now available. Unders this year are 61%. Unders that fall least half point are 67%. Non-conference unders are 69%. And primetime unders are 67%. So, Patrick, you and me did a lot of those, you know, Army, Navy, Military Academy unders. You know, if, hey. if you lose an under and it goes over, you just tip your cap and say, hey, it's a play I got to make. I got to take the under tonight. Give me under 40 and a half. Like the call, like the breakdown of that game, particularly with this movement and Saints now 12 in a row. Patrick pointed out from last year and this season, last six games, last year as well. Uh, I got want to look at the perspective you have for this Sunday. I love this one. You're worried about the wind in a lot of these matchups, particularly probably on the East Coast, Philadelphia, Baltimore, the Giants, all these teams in that Eastern area could be dealing with some weather conditions. Yeah, you're exactly right, Amal. So wind obviously can play a big role here. We can talk to our colleagues, whether it's uh, Sean King or Mike Pritchard, and they'll tell you it's not the, you know, the hot, the cold, it's not the snow, it's not the rain, it's the wind. And as betters, you got to be aware going into every NFL Sunday, what are the windiest games of the day? And ideally, you're going to try to get these forecasts early. Uh, I would just mention Roto Grinders, NFL weather. They're one of the best, in my opinion, when it comes to giving you up to date forecasts in terms of wind. But here's a system match them all. When the wind blows 10 miles per hour or more, very simple. But those unders are 65% since 2021. If you had bet $100 on every windy under 10 miles an hour or more, since 2021, you're up almost four or a little bit over $4,000. So we have a bunch of matches here this weekend. The windiest one would be Washington and the Giants. Uh, it's moved quite a bit, so kind of hurts you to take the under now at this point. But uh, I'd still look toward it. 41 and a half down to 37 and a half. Uh, really good bet split. 62% bets. 83% of the money is on the under. 20 mile per hour wins are expected uh, at the Meadowlands. Also, you have an angle there with outdoor divisional unders uh, with that built in familiarity really leading to these lower scoring games. So that would be your biggest match. Uh, also, you look at the Patriots game this weekend, Buffalo and New England. I think it's a great spot to tease down Buffalo eight and a half down to two and a half. Go through some key numbers. But I like the under here. I don't see much offense from New England against Buffalo. And if Belichick can maybe keep the points low for the Bills, could be looking at the under here. It opened around 44. Now it's down to 40 and a half. You're going to get 20 mile per hour wins in Foxborough. 61% bets, 90% of the money on the under. The third one is Baltimore and Detroit. Uh, that one's in Baltimore. We saw that total fall 44 and a half to 43, 15 to 20 mile per hour wins, only 46% bets, but 60% money to the under. That would be a non-conference under system match. Those are 69% this year. Then the last one is Philly, Miami. It's going to be a great game. This is just a short spread of Philly, only minus two and a half. Saw some smart money, maybe Miami plus three, bring it back down to two and a half. But that under, it opened 53. It feels like it's got to be a shootout, right, guys? But we've actually seen this fall down to 51 and a half. Only 35% bets under, 
but almost 60% of the money, 10 to 15 mile per hour wins. And those primetime unders are 67%. So those are your windy under system matches. I, I play them all every week, but I think if you really want to get good at them, look at the forecast on a Monday, try to get these ones early before they fall too much. Josh, I, I'm sorry. I, I just can't. I'm smiling while you're talking because I just, I miss you, buddy. I, the market I matches, too, the steam, the more, I just, Josh and I worked together for so many years with Michael Lombardi. And while he was talking, nobody is more dedicated. Nobody prepares more. Nobody's more married to the market. And when he was giving out the system matches on the Wendy's unders, I, you know, I was getting flashbacks, man. I was just getting flashbacks. It's, it's just great to hear you. Um, and one of those unders was your very own New England Patriots. Josh, it's not good right now, buddy. And you're a diehard, true Patriots fan. What's up with your boy? What's up with Krabby Pants? He's 72 now. How would you say, like right now, if I took the temperature of Patriot fans on Belichick, where would they land? So Patrick, it's like pitchforks and, you know, lighting fires around Foxborough. I mean, it's getting really bad right now. You listen to talk radio, people are calling in. Everyone's done with Belichick. And again, I think you got to look at it one of two ways. You got to give him the credit that he obviously deserves, you know, winning all the Super Bowls. I think obviously Brady might have played a bigger role than Belichick did. But Patrick, ever since Brady left, it's just mistake after mistake when it comes to number one personnel whiffing in the draft. Remember when they drafted Cole Strange? in the first round and uh, McVeigh and, and his guys laughed at the pick. I mean, you're made, it's, it's cool and funny when you have the greatest quarterback in the world, but when you miss on all these draft picks, when you take Nikhil Harry over Debo Samuel and AJ Brown, and then your free agent plays like Patrick, in what world can you look at Jacoby Myers and say, no, we don't want that guy. We want Juju Smith Schuster over Jacoby Myers. Give him more money. <laughs> Myers lights you up there in the primetime game. So I think the, the question now is, you know, is this marriage between Kraft and Belichick, is it over? The thing that a lot of people are asking, Patrick, is, and maybe Michael Lombardi knows this, what is Bill Belichick's contract? Like, does he have, you know, three years left at $25 million? Is Kraft going to have to eat the money? Also, do you want Belichick making the next pick? If they have a top three pick, Patrick, and Caleb <laughs> Williams and Drake Mayer on the board, he may say, no, I want a long snapper from Navy instead of those two guys. So I just think, <laughs> to me, it's scary times. Uh, I, I personally am hate watching them every week, Patrick. They're my team, but I think Belichick has screwed this up so much. The hubris, the arrogance, thinking he can just do what he's been doing. No Brady and still win. Uh, I'm actually rooting for them to continue to play poorly, get a high pick and uh, bring in Ben Johnson from your Detroit Lions. Patrick, start over. Give me a young offensive guy. Hubris and arrogance. You know what? <laughs> Somebody went to Vermont. Um, English what's major, funny Patrick. about that, Jeff? What's funny about that, Josh, is my friend who's the biggest Bears fan in the world just texting me this morning. I I want Ben Johnson coaching my team next year. So I think you're going to be fighting over uh, a couple other teams for the young signal caller there with the Lions. Josh, you're the best. Great to see you. Great to hear you. Morning bets. You can hear them every morning. 15 minutes to get you started. And Market Insights, the two podcasts. Josh does a great job at Josh underscore insights. Thank you, Josh. Good luck tonight with the game. Appreciate it, Patrick. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> You're the best. Josh Applebaum. <laughs>
So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, so I mentioned next Tuesday, the NBA regular season, Lakers, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors to kick off the regular season. Long grind. Why would you do it alone? Why wouldn't you pick up the 2023 NBA betting guide? We've got everything prepared for you. 30 team previews, live betting strategies, futures and year long player props. You can subscribe for as low as 19 bucks. What are you waiting on? John Von Model has got an NBA model to help you build. Okay. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Even if it's just like a challenge, you want some purpose in your life? Build a model with JBT. Why not for this NBA season? It'll make an NBA season that is generally pretty frustrating. It'll make it, you know, more illuminating as we welcome you back. Speaking of frustrating, uh, there's a couple of changes in the NBA this year. Uh, and they're trying to prevent, you know, buying a ticket to a game and going and essentially, you know, started with Popovich, I believe. Amal, you can correct me. But, you know, resting starters incessantly. There are new rules to mitigate missing out on the superstars. Like you can't go back to back of just sitting without a significant injury or an injury excuse. Uh, have you guys read about any of the new changes to the rest rules in the NBA? Yeah, basically you, you summarized it perfectly. It's got to be a severe injury or serious injury where players going to miss time. But more importantly, I think what happens is markets like Orlando, Indiana, you're forced to buy tickets to say Charlotte or some other team in order to be able to get tickets for the Warriors or the Lakers. And so people are buying tickets in those packages and then you wind up with the Lakers playing say in Minnesota and then they're playing the back to back and it's in Indiana. Next thing you know, LeBron James is sitting out. Let's be real here. People are not coming to watch D'Angelo Russell or the, anybody else on that team. They're coming to watch LeBron. We know uh, Anthony Davis is probably going to miss about 50 regular season games. So I think this is a good move by the NBA. This has been a serious problem for a long time. And what they charge for tickets, uh, they should have done this a long time ago. I totally agree. They'll continue to tinker and try to you know, find ways because the league has lost specifically the regular season. Big guy, when you start entering into that postseason, the NBA postseason lasts two months. Well, so the idea of getting a fan to commit for the first five or so, and you've got rest. And again, it is, if you look into the numbers analytically and you look at what happens, it, it makes sense to rest players, but for content an actual product, it day doesn't in, help. Yeah. Day in and day out. It's brutal. Now, if you want to attack the prop markets, you think you can get ahead of it, knowing when guys are going to be out and how they're trending. There's probably betting opportunities, but I'd say as many times as I felt really confident about being able to to capitalize on one of those situations, it's fallen complete. I've fallen completely on my face. Um, I think there's a way to solve this, and it's very simple. It's just like you get. It's just like Amal gets. It's just like most people at most businesses get. Give these guys vacation time. You're going to miss, but you're going to miss a week at a time. Rule them out for the whole week, and that's it. Yeah, but if they've got my schedule, they can take a whole month off. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Well, no, like these teams, I think, just need, need a break. Give them more built-in breaks because, I, to Amal's point, 
the the big issue is all these people going to see, like I remember growing up in the New York, New Jersey area, we had two local teams and everyone wanted to go see Michael Jordan the couple times he came to town. But the ticket prices were crazy. Could you imagine back then spending the money people were spending to go see Michael Jordan once in a lifetime opportunity and he doesn't show up? I, I never my first NBA game I went to, I didn't go till I was 19 years old. and It was a year after Jordan left. And so it was going with the anticipation, hey, it's going to be Jordan, and he retired. So you're stuck with these Bulls-Cavs tickets that nobody cares about. And then, uh, also speaking of, you know, falling out of favor, uh, talking to Josh right there was interesting because he used hubris, and then he also talked about the arrogance with which Bill Belichick comports himself. It's crazy. And, Amal, you were ahead of this. You know, since Brady left, they made the postseason the first year, but just odd decisions, free agency wise, odd draft picks and almost a listlessness with Belichick that is even more extreme than what we're used to with his pressers and just the vibe that he's emanating. It's weird, but you never thought 20 years in, you know, it's almost like, what have you done for me lately? Patriot fans are completely out on the guy. It's fascinating to see the heel turn. I think there's a couple of factors involved here. In my mind, in, in my lifetime, and I could be wrong on this, there's probably only three or four coaches that could get away with the decision to take Matt Patricia from the defensive side of the ball as a coach and make him an offensive coordinator. Maybe Greg Popovich in the NBA or Pat Riley or Phil Jackson type and then and, and add in Bill Walsh. But other than that, you would be if your coach in any city X, Y or Z did that. There would be an absolute mutiny from the fan base and the team. Belichick gets a lot of cachet because of his past successes, but I, I don't know. It, it would be like back in the day if Casey Jones goes, hey, Kevin McHale, you're going to play point tonight in place of Dennis Johnson. In what world would that fly? Yeah, and I do think that Josh, he brought up Cole Strange, which is just a random <laughs> offensive lineman. And you remember Les Snead, the general manager here with the Rams, and Sean McVay at the time kind of laughing at the pick. And, and maybe they were laughing and saying, like, that, there goes Bill doing it again. He probably just discovered a diamond in the rough. But that's not the point. The point is there were other players that could have made an impact. And it's almost like it's not it's almost like a projection of loathsomeness where it's like, I'm going to do things my way and I'm going to prove a point here. And the point now is getting to a point where just exactly the uh, example you mentioned, Matt Patricia, who beyond being a disastrous head coach in Detroit with every year successively his defenses analytically got worse. Okay. And he's known to be a defensive guy, his personnel decisions. He decided to get bigger and slower at the linebacker position as the years progressed. When the league opened up and became passing wise tight ends, middle of the field, you know what we're talking about. He just completely every which way he zagged, he was wrong. And then to bring him in, a guy known as a defensive mind and say, I'm going to go outside the box so much that I'm going to implement a guy that has a grading personality, no offensive experience and put him in as the offensive coordinator for a second year quarterback. That to me was insubordinate. And when he did that and it didn't work and it flopped disastrously, I'm coming to you, big guy. And it flopped disastrously and messed with the young quarterback's head again, insubordination. He's doing things just to do them because he can. Cole Strange is proof of the point. Here's what they were laughing about the Rams. Uh, New England took Cole Strange 29th overall. The Rams were laughing because they had him on their big board. They thought he was going to be an option for them for their first pick. When do you think their first first uh, pick was in that draft in 2022? Fourth round? It was not the first round. It was not the second round. The first pick for the Rams wasn't until the third round. So they he used a first rounder on a guy the Rams potentially were thinking about drafting in the third. So and, the, that, yeah. and that is what he has become. I, I think it's very much a game with Belichick now to prove that yes. he can do the most with the least amount of talent and buck every trend that's happening in the NFL it's just the game he's playing with himself anymore. And it worked for a little bit there where the team was okay. But now we're at a point where he continues to be miserable in the press conference. There's no way he's having fun during the game. And based on the way the team looks, he's definitely not having fun during practices. So my question for Bill Belichick is, why are you still doing this?
Well, I think the argument would be 72 years old. What, what else is he going to do, right? He's known this his whole life. He's next year is his 50th year in the National Football League. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the A.J. Brown clip where he talked about he thought he was going to go to the Patriots and he was crying, literally crying because he, he was a Pats fan. And they drafted Nikhil Harry, who, by the way, has anyone outside of Tempe seen Nikhil Harry? I mean, where is he these days, by the way? He just was in a report because he either was signed or yep, agrees to a contract. Nope, nope. That was in August. Never mind. Someone released him, I think, recently. Guess it was the uh, I think you're I think your point about just the overall nature and how he's presenting himself at some point, And I think Robert Kraft is getting fed up with it. I mean, this is entertainment and we're, <laughs> You're right. we're talking about like it, it's entertainment and it's something that for communities, it matters a lot. And there's a cloud, almost like an ominous cloud that hangs over the Patriot organization. That is you know, the shape of Bill Belichick. And that's, it's just, it's not good vibes. It's terrible vibes right now. Patrick, I think you brought up a point that's very important and that gets overlooked in sports. At the end of the day, sports has now become more on the entertainment side than just sports alone. And when you have a head coach who's just grumpy and what have you, I get you don't want to disclose certain information from a strategic standpoint. So a simple answer would be, hey, Bob, Mike, Lisa, whoever's in there, I'm not going to answer that question. That's a strategy-related question, so I'm going to defer answering that question at this time. Or I don't want to give some injury information. I get all of that. But the nature in which he responds to these people, and look, yes, it, it's, they're very fortunate to be able to cover a team like the Pats who've had great success and be in those pressers. But, you know, most of those people, they're trying to make a living. They're just doing their job. And the nature in which he responds, I, I'm telling you right now, we wouldn't tolerate in a lot of other workplaces. Hey, look, I'm trying to be op uh, approach this open-mindedly. He's 72 years old. I have no clue what's going on with him personally. Could be something. Who knows? It, it's just an opportunity. Wonderful run. Step aside. Give somebody else a go. I know you wanted to say something on the way out, big guy. I just think he's been a fan of Caleb Williams for a really long time, and everything's been working to draft him this year. He and Sean Payton. Joshua Perry next. College football. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, check out the betting splits over at vsin.com. Money and bets for every game, updated every five minutes, straight from DraftKings, today's games, and future events as well. Get the betting splits as part of your betting arsenal today at vsin.com. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. College football week eight. It's a great slate to talk about it. Joshua Perry, NBC Sports, Peacock, college football analyst, former Ohio State linebacker. You can find him on Twitter at RIP underscore JEP, of course, Penn State at Ohio State this weekend. We'll get to that in just a bit, but as we say hi to Joshua, first off, Joshua, thank you for joining us. I have to ask you about the shootout at Husky Stadium, a 36-33 winner for Washington over Oregon. What was your takeaway? As far as maybe a takeaway for both teams, both Oregon and Washington with that great game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they are uh, two of the best teams in the country. That was on full display in that game. Uh, give Washington a lot of credit. I, I thought their defense played much better than I expected them to. Um, they were physical. They were fast flying around the field. And offensively, they put on display exactly who they are. Michael Penix Jr., a dynamic player. They've got multiple wide receivers. Roma Dunze leading that group uh, that can go out there and really hurt people. Um, and so I liked everything I saw there. On the other side, I know a lot of the Oregon conversation was about some of the go-for-it moments that they took advantage of, and I'm fully on board with it. I, I am a personal uh, believer in the idea that possession of the football is the most important thing in the sport, especially when you're playing a, a team like Washington. And you can play results now, but when you're playing a team like Washington, the mentality you go into that game with is field goals probably aren't going to win us the game, and field position is irrelevant because they can score from any point in the field and they can do it quickly. Um, and so it's about extending drives and making sure that you have scoring opportunities. And they didn't materialize, but um, I like what they did there. I know that Dan Lanning's probably going to go back and maybe reevaluate some of the situations where he, he probably could have uh, punted the ball away or, or, or attempted a field goal. But um, the fact of the matter is I love the battle that went out on the field there. Uh, and, and both of those teams really impressed me. When you look at this matchup coming up on Saturday between Ohio State and Penn State, the Buckeyes' offensive line has been a concern. Is that an area where Penn State's defensive front can take advantage and potentially win this game? 
I think it is. I think that's the, uh, the biggest area of concern that I would have for Ohio State. And uh, I think their offensive line hasn't been as bad as some people have made it out to be. Uh, I, I think that they have done a pretty solid job in pass pro. Um, and, and some of the pressures that have been allowed, frankly, uh, you watch Kyle McCord take his drops and sometimes he's drifting and he's not necessarily hitting the spot. It makes it really difficult uh, for the offensive lineman to set the pocket because the quarterback's not on a spot. Um, I also think that the run game certainly has to improve um, against Maryland. There was probably some holding on the interior of the defensive line that uh, Maryland got away with and allowed the linebackers to flow because the offensive line couldn't climb. Um, there were other opportunities where I thought the running backs weren't, weren't hitting the gaps with enough authority because they open and close so quickly. Uh, all that to say, that is the spot where Penn State can absolutely expose them. And it starts with everybody they have up front, but particularly you got Chuck Robinson on one edge, you got Adisa Isaac on the other edge. I think both of those players are really good. Um, you know, Curtis Jacobs and Abdul Carter playing linebacker, uh, two players that really stand out. And then even if you want to get to the, the Kalen King on the outside, like when you decide that you want to get into some formations that force the cornerbacks to have to fit in the run game, but he's, he's a guy who's a willing participant in that. So um, I, I like the, the matchup for Penn State there. I think Ohio State probably understands that, um, you know, they're going to have to play their best. But if they don't come out early and establish the fact that they can hold the line of scrimmage, it, it could get a little bit ugly in that regard of the game. Okay, let's bring Josh down, Joshua down, and we'll call him right back and get a better connection. I don't want to miss a word that he's saying. As you can hear, we got a little bubble action there on the phone call. So Joshua Perry, uh, he would know Ohio State. Amal Shaw would know Ohio State. Joshua played there, of course. Amal went to Ohio State. They've got Penn State coming, one-dimensional on offense. We've talked about that, uh, Amal. Uh, it's a very good defensive team, and right now Ohio State laying four and a half. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Is Penn State always plays Ohio State well enough just to lose, but to potentially cover the number? Last year, they gave up, I think, what, 28 points in the fourth quarter. Obviously, JT Tumalau had arguably the best defensive game by any individual player in that matchup, but this is an intriguing one, and I think Josh, Joshua hit it on the head perfectly, Patrick, in terms of this offensive front for the Buckeyes against the Penn State defensive front. The one thing I'd be concerned with about Penn State backers is how good can Drew Aller, Drew Aller be when the chips are down and if you're potentially needing a drive late in the game. Okay, let's continue the conversation. Joshua Perry, NBC Sports does a great job. Peacock College Football Analyst. We bring Joshua back on here, Sharp Money. Uh, Joshua, I, I want to ask you just specifically about the absence and the miss of Brock Bowers, the tight end there with Georgia, and what that means to the offense moving forward. I think it's a huge deal for Georgia not to have Brock Bowers. First off, I love watching the guy play, and I thought that he had a strong case for most outstanding player in college football this year, a Heisman case. Um, a lot of other people don't see it that way, but the idea that when they needed plays against Auburn, who did they go to? It was Brock Bowers. That wasn't a game that was necessarily supposed to be tight, and he saved them. And I think they lose that ability, especially with the quarterback in Carson Beck, who's still learning his way through this season um, to miss such a dynamic target. And a guy who has been so reliable, I think presents a challenge for him. And if we're going to be honest about Georgia, um, as well as they have played over the last couple of seasons, I think they look more vulnerable now than they have in the past. And so uh, I know they're probably trying to figure out answers and, you know, can you get Jack Saint and some of those other guys to pick up some of the production at wide receiver? Not exactly sure at this point, but Brock Bowers not being out on the field is a huge deal. Joshua, good matchup in Tuscaloosa on Saturday between Tennessee and Alabama. Is this game a little bit of fool's gold between both of these teams? Uh, Tennessee 5-1, and one, Alabama 6-1. and one. Are they as good as their records and basically the opponents they've faced off against, or are they just maybe not as good as we initially anticipated coming into the season? I mean, I, I think the Alabama thing is interesting because they're not as good as we probably anticipated. But if you were somebody who was reading the tea leaves a little bit, I think you could have known that. Uh, it was a possibility that they would drop that game to Texas. I, I still like Alabama. I think they're a team that is finding what their identity is, and that's a, a you know a, a deep passing, big play type of offense, and, and a team that's built on really good defense, which I know Nick Saban likes down there. For Tennessee, I'm still trying to figure out who they are. Um, this is not a typical Josh Heupel team. They have started going to the run more often. They're relying and leaning a little bit more on their defense, which I think is good, not great. Um, and so they're probably winning games in a way that is foreign and uncomfortable to them. Um, and so I think this will be a very interesting battle here where Alabama, 
um, it feels like they need to to get this win to continue to have CFP hopes, right? And and for Tennessee, if they want to win their division, potentially win the SEC, they got to make sure that they pick up these wins in conference. Joshua, you just mentioned the college football playoff. I just want to ask you a question about Florida State. Is Florida State legit? I think they're a really good team. I think Florida State is an offense to me that can be really explosive. They're led by a veteran quarterback who's playing banged up and he's super gritty. Uh, when you got guys like Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman, like the game becomes super easy. Let's let's be completely clear about the the freaks of nature that they have out there on the field. I think my biggest question is their defense. I think they've been inconsistent on that side of the football. And as good as their offense is, I'm not exactly sure that you have a great chance once you get into the college football playoff if you have a defense that you can't always rely on. Um, but ultimately, I like that team. I like them coming into the season, too. I felt like this could be a year where they uh, really open people's eyes nationally, and I think it's about building that consistency on the defensive side of the ball. Joshua, when you, we had you on a couple of weeks ago, you thought Michigan might be the class of the Big Ten and one of the best teams in the country. Are they as good in your estimation as many people perceive them to be, or is the fact that they have played five offenses so far that are ranked at 100 or below a factor in their success? It's a factor, right? Like, I think we have to be honest about that. Um, you know, it's it's not good competition. They also don't control how good the other team is. And they've treated bad competition like bad competition. They're blowing people out. Putting up 52 points in back-to-back conference games is a feat. Like, that's not something that's easy to do. Um, not letting people inside your 10-yard line is a feat. It's not easy to do. Like, And I, I think about it like this. Even though those offenses are bad, Michigan go out there and just miss tackles. And now all of a sudden, right, they're, they're giving up plays. And they don't do things like that. Um, they've also been able to roll guys late in the games, too. Like, I was covering their game against Minnesota. These cats played uh, 73 players. They played 73 guys in that football game. Um, and so to me, it is they're They are that good. I think defensively, they have all the tools are built well on every single level. I think offensively, not only do they have a quarterback with a dynamic skill set, I think they've got really good scheme to go along with it. Roman Wilson has been a revelation. Colson Loveland is starting to get going. Um, you know, the running back room maybe isn't on the same level of production, but we know that those guys can still get the tough yards. Um, it's, it's a team that is put together as well as anybody in the country. Joshua Perry, NBC Sports, Peacock, college football analyst, RIP underscore JEP on Twitter. Keep up the great work, Joshua. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I think he might. Was he getting run there at the at the gym? In the background, it sounded like a pickup game, like the big guy last night playing hoops at the gym. Did you hear that? Might have been us here. I think someone just hit it big on Sigma Derby. Is that the most popular game in Vegas? It's ridiculous. Okay. Three-point stance and also update Trevor Lawrence next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not with 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. 
going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, hey, big guy, that's every reason to go say what I said to say to her because of what you just said. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, Anywho, you're playing five, chess. Nah, just take it easy, big guy. I got to tell you about a new deal, okay? It's five bucks to win 200. Zip it over there. Sweetelson. Sharp money is the sharp is the code. Now, again, this is new customers, DraftKings. Five bucks, two hundred dollars. But every day, a no sweat same game parlay w- waits for you. Okay, what are you waiting on? You're crazy if you don't get, go get involved. Download the DraftKings app. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Okay, we got you back. We're gonna get in just a little bit into the football news, the updates here with three point stance, but quickly, one. Uh, Amal brought up a great point, and I think this is important because sometimes like with these straddles, you can find, again, it's important to have multiple outs. When we say multiple outs, what we're saying is wherever you live, if sports betting is legalized, don't just pick a book. You know, we prefer you start with DraftKings, but you should always be shopping for the best number as well. So you can find right now, you, you know, where the boys sit there at the D at Circus Sports a dollar eighteen on the Phillies, right, guys? And then Caesars is another sports book, a dollar thirty-five on the Phillies. So that is, I mean, that's just a huge difference there. That's a big chasm, Amal. Yeah, it really is. I mean, seventeen cents. Uh, if you say seventeen cents in general conversation, you'd think no big deal. But from a sports betting standpoint, just put it into perspective. That is a huge number. Let's say you're making a uh, uh, what would you say Phillies minus one eighteen. So if you're betting eleven hundred eighty dollars, now you're going to have to bet thirteen fifty. Who wants to give away an extra hundred and seventy dollars? Or if it's even on a hundred dollars, who wants to give away an extra seventeen dollars? The point is, you're always looking for the best number. It's it's applicable in almost anything in life, and so that is one thing Patrick brought up, which is very crucial, is having multiple options to look at those lines before you make that wager. And speaking of life lessons, would you now like to respond to my attack on you uh, right before I did my DraftKings read? We were talking about potentially a suitor of yours. You have your eye on a young lady that works there at the D. I'm just going to say it. And I told you to go up and talk to one of her coworkers and get the scoop. And you told me you're not interested. Oh, I'm interested in like four or five of them is the issue. But you made a great point because See, I thought maybe I don't ask one of them about the one that I met yesterday because I don't want them to know I'm interested in the other one. But I think you're making a valid point that asking them about her, the new one, would then pique their interest. Well, why is he asking about her? Yeah, of course. You know what it does? It creates thirstiness. (laughs) (laughs) thirstiness. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to start to get thirsty. I'm here to quench. If all of a sudden they feel the big guy slipping through their fingers. <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. And when you and when you go up and ask for free waters at Bar Canada, <laughs> you'll notice her taking swigs of water too because she's getting parched waiting for the big guy. You understand what I'm saying, BGC? I, I got you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. And you won't do anything about it. That's the sad part. <laughs> we're, what we're going to do is we're going to do something about the NFL. A little three-point stance. The top stories in football. We want some more. We want some more. We want some more. Every single day. I up, son. I up. This is three-point stance. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired. On Sharp Money. Don't play intramurals, brother. I would just like to say Dustin said I could vamp however I wanted to before the intro, and I chose to vamp that way, big guy. You're welcome. <laughs> well done. Throw you under the bus. We'll, uh, we'll clip it, and we'll send it to the young ladies. Let them know we were talking about them. Yeah, hey, you're a TV superstar now. You might as well use it to your advantage. Uh, superstars generally in football, the quarterback position, and we've got a lot of question marks, boys, and it starts tonight with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the assumption is he's going to give it a go. And uh, in New Orleans, you take a look at the number right now. We're still sitting DraftKings two, a little juice on the two dollar twelve standard. Um, vigorish is right around uh, it's dollar ten up and down forty and a half on the total. So uh, we don't have an update except the update is the assumption is unless something goes crazy wrong pregame, Lawrence is going to give it a go. Amal. 
Yeah, and I would expect him to try and go when you look at the fact that you've got C.J. Beathard backing him up. Uh, Jacksonville's playing well right now. They're kind of flying under the radar. They had a couple of hiccups early on in the season, struggled in terms of converting in the red zone against Kansas City. Team has taken advantage of some opportunities, especially the two consecutive weeks against Atlanta and Buffalo across the pond and getting Buffalo, who could be a team that their records could be a head-to-head uh, for the postseason in terms of it, whether it's division, if they both win it, who's the second or the first seed potentially in the playoffs. But right now in this game, guys, do we kind of go against what's been the norm going on and under in the Saints game? I mean, 40 and a half right now. This Jacksonville defense doesn't instill a ton of confidence, but I feel like the Saints can still stymie this Jacksonville offense. Yeah, C.J. Beathard, big guy, 2-10 and 10 in his 12 starts in his career. Obviously, I think he's the grandson of Bobby Beathard, who was part of uh, building those great commanders, Redskins teams back in the day. He then went to the Chargers. C.J. Beathard, not a very good quarterback. You know what his grandfather, R.I.P. to Bobby Beathard? You know what his grandfather was a U.S. champ in? Besides being a good general manager and a Hall of Famer, hopscotch. he was a hopscotch. Yes. Good guess. Uh, Amal, would you like to take a guess? I don't have a guess. No idea. Okay. Um, he was a world class body surfer. Wow. Not a thing. I'm sorry? Not a th- it's not a thing. It's, he can't okay. be world class at body surfing. The ocean's right there. You know how money I am at body surfing, that's, that's and it point. is a sport, okay? <laughs> you, body surfing, by the way, is surfing with your body, no boogie board, no surfboard. You just go out, you catch the waves, brah, and you and you ride them in. Beathard competed in body surfing. You live in the world. at it. You live in the world, Patrick. You're telling me you're great at body surfing. You are officially a world-class body surfer as well. No, no, no. <laughs> what you're saying is loose sanctions around the sport. Yeah, I don't I don't think they quite have like an AP poll to let us know how everyone's doing from from day to day. All right. Well, bottom line is his grandson stinks at playing quarterback. He was awesome at riding waves. What else we got uh, riding the wave uh, with unders in the Raiders? I don't even know if they've been on an under run, but Jimmy G's not going to play Sunday. He's out with the back battle of the backups. Tyson Badgett taking on Aiden O'Connell. That's what you're going to get for the Bears and the Raiders. Get it all over you. I think that's why we're seeing 37 and a half now under a critical number of 38 already. Was this around 40 and a half previously or am I mistaken? I could be confusing it with another game, but guys, this is going to be a tough watch and even tougher bet. 37 and a half on that Raiders Bears total. Pretty fun. Open around four. NFL. Yeah. You know what's great about the NFL, though? If you are watching the Raiders Bears, what's tremendous is the commercials after a kickoff, after a score, <laughs> after a penalty, after like, I mean, can we just look? You make some cash. The well, yeah. shield makes money. Yeah, no. You know how they make the money? You score, you take a timeout, you kick off. Touchback, you take a timeout. You come back, you get a penalty, you take a timeout. That's how. That's a, a lot of punting. A lot of commercials following punts. Fox yes. lost nearly $30 million in ad revenue on the Super Bowl because there weren't enough commercials because there was only nine drives, I believe, in the second half. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's see. And I have an update on Bobby Beathard and uh, body surfing and, uh, to take us out of the break here, but let's get to some more news. I think you got Mike McDaniel news. Yeah. Mike McDaniel, you know, he kind of snapped a little bit here. It's a little lengthy because it's Mike McDaniel speaking and we can't just, you know, get to the end point right away, but I think it's a good clip. Uh, A reporter asked him about, could, you know, any other cute quarterback step in and have similar success that two is having with Waddle and Hill and McDaniel's system. Here's what McDaniel had to say. My my answer to that would would be who the f cares because it's it, there's it is a team we're we're working together and I know one thing um, I've coached stuff a long time I haven't seen um, people do what our guys do um, and I mean, uh, in a lot of experiences um, to their credit to their ability and their commitment. Um, to to their craft, like you know, I, you know, I know. Um, hmm. We're as as a teammate, um, we're all dependent on each other, and you know, I, I I'm not in, in any hurry 
to prove myself without those guys, because those are part of who we, we, we are. And to, to try to say it's this person or that person um, is kind of missing the point. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I like that dude. Anyway, this is for you, Sweetelson, because you're a freaking hater. First off, RIP to Bobby Bethard died January 30th, 2023 at the age of 86. Good run. But you know what he did? You know what he did with his life after he got to turn 65 and older? Died. Oh, oh. he only went on to win five 65 and older world championships as a body surfer. World championships. Five straight years, 65 and older. Freaking hater. Just making these things up. Yeah, I'm a world-class butt wiper, Patrick making up the fact that my man was crushing the competition 65 and older and world-class body surfing no you can google it it's pretty simple i'm a world-class shoe tire (laughs) you are such a hater it's actually embarrassing you've embarrassed yourself today infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.